Welcome to No Filler. I'm Quentin. And I'm Travis. And I'm staring at Travis's beautiful mug. We are in the same room down in Plano, Texas. Wait, so you're just looking into a mirror? Well, am I? You tell me. (laughs) No, Q is here in town for his baby shower. That's right. He's having his first kiddo in when? August? August. August 14th is the due date. So there you go. So we're doing our last vacation to visit family before the baby's born. Uh, So uh, we're going to be dropping some rewind episodes on y'all for the next couple weeks. Yeah, because after after next week, I am also on vacation. So yeah, no live episodes for the next two weeks, but we are going to dust off some old episodes from the archive here. A couple episodes that we think kind of fall in line with the general, you know, realm of of music that we've been kind of focused on the last couple of months. So today is our random obscure shoegaze episode that I believe we did last year. It yeah, been twenty twenty. I think it was early last year. Yeah, twenty twenty one. So this is just like a. It's almost like a uh, what you heard, uh, but not as many bands. I think it's like three or four different shoegaze bands that we. Uh, just play a couple of songs from. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, it was a really cool episode. We followed that shoegaze roadmap that we've mentioned tons of times on the show, and we started in the middle, which was My Bloody Valentine. Did slow we play dive. another My Bloody Valentine? No, track? we didn't. Okay. But that's where we started, and then we followed the roadmap up to more obscure and more like grungy, and found some pretty cool bands along the way. So. That is going to be the Rewind episode for today. And then I'm not sure what we're going to do next week, but we'll figure that out. So anyway, yeah, here we are in the same room <laughs> recording an intro for you guys. Sharing a microphone. Sharing a microphone. Hopefully it sounds all right. It's kind of awkward, but yeah. But we've shared plenty of things, Q, in our day. We shared a womb, dude. Shared a womb, shared a car, shared a bunk bed. Now we're sharing a microphone. (laughs) All right, before we play the episode here, let's take a quick break. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So, Trav, I actually have used BetterHelp in the past, and it was a really, really great experience. I loved my therapist. He gave me a lot of great tools that I still use to this day. You know, without a healthy mind... Being truly happy and at peace is hard. Good news is therapy does work. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be, really. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever it is you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And we've got a special offer for No Filler listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash nofiller. That's betterhelp.com slash nofiller. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode.
and welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin. With me, as always, is my brother Travis. And it's shoegaze time, brother. Ready to gaze upon thine shoes? Gee, I don't really care about shoes. I do care about shoegaze, though. You're not a shoe guy? I'm not a shoe guy. I know you're all about the watches, dude. I was, but I got to tell you, the the pandemic, I stopped wearing a watch because I didn't need to. And now I'm like, do I really need to wear a watch ever? Thank you. Which I know you've been saying that for years, Q. (laughs) You know, so I think I'm going to narrow down my my watch collection to like one or two, you know. Well, yeah. And I'm I'm not a shoe guy. You know, some people are gazing at their shoes all the time thinking, when am I going to... When can I buy another pair? You know what I mean? Yeah. We're we're really starting this off with some, some really bad puns it's, here. I'm sorry. But we're talking about shoegaze yeah, today. We're, we're talking about I think some a genre that we have determined is a shared favorite of ours. Like maybe maybe my all time favorite subgenre of rock. It, I, I think it could be shoegaze. I think it's safe to say that. I, yeah. Honestly. It's up there at the yeah. top for me, dude. Because when when you I think when you and we'll get into all of this, I think, but, and we probably talked about this on our My Bloody Valentine episode, shoegaze, like, we almost exclusively listened to shoegaze and maybe didn't realize it, you know, with the dream pop era of uh, the 20, 2010s, right? Here's Here are the two main revelations that we've had since starting this podcast, dude. We listened to almost exclusively emo in high school. Yeah. And then- Right out of high school into college and, you know, beyond, we were listening to Shoegaze for the most part. Yeah, and what the revelation about emo was uh, that our definition of emo was very narrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it turns out emo covers a pretty wide spectrum of the kind of music that we listened to in high school. And same goes for Shoegaze. When we, you know, Shoegaze and Dream Pop, that's they're synonymous with each other. It's the same thing. Right. Two sides of the same coin. Another thing that I'm realizing more and more, you know, with diving into shoegaze more and more each year, how many times did I just say more and more? You just uh, keep seeing it more and more. Shoot, there's a lot of similarities in like chord progression or maybe melodies with shoegaze and grunge. And they came about around the same time. Like shoegaze hit in the 90s when grunge hit and then obviously grunge took off but as we've talked about like shoegaze never stopped right so we dove into this and had some some deep convos on shoegaze during our my our my bloody valentine episode so if you want to go back and really dive into it check out our episode on their album from 91 loveless so they are considered like the godfathers of the genre they're they're, you know the granddaddies uh, kevin shields yeah kevin shields the the main guy behind that wall of sound that's synonymous with shoegaze he kind of developed this guitar styling that basically like jump-started the whole genre it's a technique called glide guitar uh so i'm gonna play a clip this is from this bbc interview called the joy of the guitar riff just for people that aren't familiar with shoegaze, um, I think we may have actually played this clip on our My Bloody Valentine episode. But just to kick things off here, here is so I, the interview starts with Butch Vig, who is a super famous producer. He produced uh, Siamese Dream by Smashing Pumpkins. He's done Sonic Youth. He's done. He did Nevermind. Um, Starts with him, and then it, it jumps over to Kevin Shields, and they're kind of talking about that distinct style of guitar that he created. I think those early My Bloody Valentine records are groundbreaking sonically, just with adding these little bends and things with his, uh, his wangy bar. It just causes this, these beautiful swells. Instead of just going, you know, I got to... That really creates all these juxtapositions of tone. Juxtapositions of tone. It's like that wavery kind of 
uneasy feeling that you get when you hear when you listen to shoegaze you know yeah it kind of feels like you're on like a tilt a whirl or something like that you know yeah i love it dude or you're looking at a funhouse mirror you know if a funhouse mirror made like you know played a guitar that's what it would sound like yeah and then it's doing that and then another thing they did a lot on loveless especially was they just kind of built up all these layers of feedback and it just kind of played throughout the entire album just like in the very background of the song. You know, you, you, you might say that it created a wall of sound, Q. It could, dude, that's exactly what it did. Yeah. So uh, a couple episodes ago, we decided it might, be fun, it might be fun to do an episode on doom metal, shoegaze, and then doom gaze, which is kind of a mix of the two genres. Last week, we covered sleep, which is, um, I guess, one of the pioneers of doom metal right Trev? i mean not yeah so i mean not really so here's the thing like you know a lot of doom metal enthusiasts would probably say sleep is not a doom band and um they're right to point that out they're more of a stoner rock band but they they incorporated elements of of doom metal into their sound and a lot of people credit sleep as sort of um revitalizing that like bluesy metal slower metal sound that sabbath invented basically uh which you know went on to to sort of do that resurgence of doom metal that that we've seen in the last decade so yeah sleep is not a doom metal band exclusively they're more of like a stoner metal band but they incorporate elements of doom and i just wanted to play holy mountain so that's that's what we did but that's last week yeah so now we're doing shoegaze and from what i understand q and this is exactly what I'm going to do next week for our Doomgaze episode. But we're going to listen to a few different artists, right? Yeah. So last week I had said uh, we were going to focus on one band, a uh, Japanese shoegaze group called Oil. Oh, I'm going to go with Oil, dude. I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, we're still going to play a track from them. But I thought it would be fun to... So I've referenced this, this um, shoegaze roadmap before. This really cool uh, infographic that I found that kind of points you in different directions based on what kind of shoegaze you want to listen to. And I thought it would be fun to kind of follow the arrows up from My Bloody Valentine and get into the more heavy, more distorted kind of stuff. And hopefully that will transition us nicely into Doomgaze next week. Mm, so I like that. I'm stoked, dude. Uh, I found some great artists on here, and I didn't, I didn't uh, go any farther than the album that is on this map. So, whoever put this together, there's no username on it or anything. I can't really find much about it. I even tried to do like a reverse image search. I can't really find much about this. So, let's just say that the shoegaze gods just made this for us. Hmm. Okay. So we're gonna start with oil. Um, so they are pretty damn close to My Bloody Valentine's Loveless on this map. Uh, so I wanted to start with them just to give you that classic shoegaze sound. They have an EP that came out in 2007 called Urban Twilight. Uh, really great. Uh, there's really not that much about most of these artists on this roadmap are pretty obscure, which is cool. Um, so I don't have that much to go off of these these guys but they were formed back in 06 and this is their first uh ep that they released so i'm going to play the first track on this album again it's called urban twilight this song is called strawberry cream <laughs>
Yeah, man. Um, so it sounds like it sounds a lot like my bloody Valentine. So I can see how this is like one step uh, in, in this map, right? Like we're one. Yeah, it's like one exit away. <laughs> Obviously, my bloody Valentine were huge influences on these guys. Like, and that's probably going to be the case for a lot of the bands we're playing today, right? My bloody Valentine is to shoegaze as Black Sabbath is to fucking metal okay. and do metal. I got you. You know, it's the origin of of that sound because he invented that guitar sound, right? Yeah, and yeah. these bands all are paying tribute to the to the gods. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um. So, and I, man, I just love this sound. You know, I just can't get enough of it. I don't. I don't even care how similar it sounds. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But just the way, like it just it, it just envelops you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of puts you in a trance yeah what i love about it and i feel like this is pretty uh not unique to the genre but this is one i think like outstanding characteristic of it it repeats itself a lot it's very it's very repetitive and it loops a lot it always kind of it quickly goes back to that to the melt to the bass melody you know yeah like it doesn't take long for it to go back to to where it started so it just kind of that I think that's kind of what puts you in that in that trance, you know. Uh those drums were straight up loveless. I I got to yeah. give that drummer proper cred. Which remember what we learned which was really cool. We learned that um during the recording of Loveless, that My Bloody Valentine record, their drummer got really really sick and he wasn't able to sit in during these recording sessions. So Kevin Shields brought in recordings of him playing drums and spliced up like each tom hit each snare hit each bass drum hit and pieced together his drum beats for him so that he it would still be his live drums on the record even though he wasn't able to be there i thought that was really cool and it's such a great drum sound it's very simple it almost sounds like it's just an electronic like a drum machine yeah, and I feel like that's carried on with shoegaze over the years. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, so you said there's the there's a Japanese band, right? Yeah. Are they singing in Japanese? I couldn't really pick up on the. Uh, oh, I don't know, dude. <laughs> on the that's, words. That's how it goes with shoegaze, right? It's yeah. all just kind of meshed together in that wall. Yeah. Right. So yeah, uh, we're gonna move right along. So before we start heading into the direction of the heavy stuff. I just wanted to take this opportunity to play one of my favorite dream pop albums. And I know they're one and the same, but, you know, dream pop, I think, is a little more upbeat sounding and more poppy, I guess. So I don't think I've brought this band up at all in in the run of this podcast. Uh, I know you're a fan of these guys, Trav. Letting up despite great faults. I haven't thought about them in a long time, dude. Uh, so I just revisited their self-titled album from 2009, just when I, I was listening to all these shoegaze bands, and yeah, man, it holds up. So these guys—it's near and dear to my heart. This is one of the bands that we discovered during our music blog days when we were running uh, New Dust. And I don't know which member, I think it was the singer, I actually got to interview him through the blog. Mm. I don't remember any of the questions that I asked him. Did you ask him, hey, would you consider yourself more of a shoegaze or a dream pop guy? I honestly probably did. And I know I brought up My Bloody Valentine as well. Um, but I mean, as we've, as we've said, like there are, there are differences between the two. They're just, they're under the same umbrella, if that makes sense. And that's why I wanted to to play this before we start to dive into the heavy stuff. Um, it's just an excuse to play play a song from this album, dude. So, uh, so this is just a couple years after that Oil album came out. So again, this is a self titled by a band called Letting Up Despite Great Faults. This song is called "The Colors Aren't You or Me." Let's 
God, I love that song. Yeah, that's great. So like what makes this under the dream pop shoegaze umbrella? So for me, it's the... The, vo- the vocals maybe? The vocals and the guitar tone. Yeah. The fuzziness and the sound of that guitar in the background that's kind of ever present and stuff like that. That is what puts it in shoegazes, maybe maybe as a subgenre of this group. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like we, you know, we should say that just like with with any band, you know, no rarely is a band exclusively one thing, you know what I mean? Right. But yeah, right. I, I would I would agree. I was gonna say the same thing. It's that that you, you got those are my cats. Again, yeah, they're just running around. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it would be the, the the sound of that guitar um, and his his vocals because the vocals, you know, the breathy kind of yes. dreamy vocals yeah. is a, a, definitely a shoegaze signature. You know. Yeah, and I feel like you know we could just go, go around in circles here, but I feel like what makes it dream pop over just classic shoegaze, it seems like they kind of they dial down the fuzziness a little bit and they he removes his vocals a little bit from that wall of sound so that it's all just it's not all just like washed away in that in that uh feedback and distortion yeah uh and it's you know it's a more upbeat sound i think his vocals are definitely um i, I don't know the the name of the vocalist on my bloody valentine but um kevin shields and belinda butcher are okay. the vocals for my bloody valentine yeah but yeah he, he's definitely uh Pulling from from that that sound, that style of singing, and that's classic shoegaze. Yes, yeah, his vocals are, or just sound very very similar to my ability Valentine for sure. But everything about that song, and that's that's even that's what 2010, 2011? Uh, 2009. 2009, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. All right, dude, let's get heavy. So, okay. um, I'm ready. So I'm gonna go. We're going to follow follow the arrows up. We're going to skip over this band called Curve, which uh, it's a female-fronted band. They have an album called Doppelganger that shows up on here. It's awesome, but I wanted to skip ahead and get even more heavier. I'm going to link to this roadmap again on our Twitter because I can't stress enough how many awesome bands I've found through this roadmap. We're going to jump to a band called The December Sound. Uh, They're from Boston, Massachusetts. Again, not a lot of information out there on them. Um, And, dude, this album is a banger. I I like bangers. I like all kinds of bangers, dude. So this album is called The Silver Album. Came out in 2007. You're not going to find it on Spotify. Now, I think this stuff... The heavier it gets, I feel like the more grungy it gets. So you you might completely disagree with me, but uh, so again, this is a band called the December Sound. This song is called Never.
So um, this starts to kind of flirt with with Doom Gates. It's not um, not necessarily heavy or slow enough, but the distortion amount, I would say, and sort of the the some of the guitar stuff there. I feel like the drums are way more aggressive. You know, yeah. like way more just classic rock. So I'm curious if this map that you're working off of, if Doom Gaze is on it. I don't think so, dude. Okay. The next band that I'm gonna play is definitely still in the shoegaze pocket. Okay. Um these guys I just couldn't ignore, dude. I had to play some of this stuff. Well, just let me ask you this. Is there is there a band on there called Jesu? Oh dude, it would take me forever to look. Man. Okay. <laughs> uh but no, so if 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 I kept following this even farther into the even more like darker heavier stuff it just gets into this really weird noisy stuff <laughs> yeah it doesn't get any doom metal like it doesn't it doesn't go metal it just goes more and more noise <laughs> okay let's take a quick break so the cool thing about this uh, album by the december sound they definitely have a distinct sound, but it's not all just shoegaze. You know, it's it, it's not all shoegaze. It's not all one sound. Um, I picked a couple songs to play from this that are, I feel, more shoegazy, but they flirt with psychedelic rock a lot on here. It's it's a great album, man. All the way through, every song is, is killer. I highly recommend it. So again, I'm going to play one more song from this album. This is, again, the December Sounds, The Silver Album. I'm going to jump down to track five. This song is called Painkiller. That's great, man. Good shit. I love that little keyboard ditty that's going on throughout the whole thing. That's great. Yeah, really so like cool. I would put this on the more like psychedelic side of yeah, shoegaze for sure. And that's what that's what's so great about shoegaze. It's just so versatile. Yeah. Like dude, the, I, the elements. I think that's what's so great about it. Yeah. You can you can add those basic shoegaze building blocks to, to any genre. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and yeah, this man, I don't remember who it was, but you brought uh uh, an artist to a what you heard once that I fell in love with. And I think it was like psychedelic shoegaze basically was what it was, which, you know, it could be any number of different bands. Cause I feel like we've, we've done some shoegaze and some psychedelic quite a bit. Yeah. So um, it was a female vocalist. I remember that. And it was great. It was like an EP. Oh, I know what awesome. you're talking about. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was great. It was something I heard on KEXP. It was. Yeah. It, yeah, it was. And I brought it up again. 
once an episode and bring up KEXP. Yeah, I mean, we know that you listen to NPR. Okay. <laughs> we know. Uh, all right, man. So the last pick is we're going to just follow this arrow up one more, get a little heavier. This is a group that goes by were, W-H-I-R-R. I know about them. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, so they are <laughs> hilarious, man. The uh, This bio on Spotify says, The Bay Area Sextet channeled the dreamy spirit of shoegaze giants of the 90s like My Bloody Valentine, Slow Dive, and Ride. Take a peek at the very center of this freaking roadmap, and those are the three artists. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it all started. Yeah, so I, I just found out about this band through this roadmap. So, have you heard their stuff? Are you into them? I think I've listened to a few of their their songs. Yeah, cool. So again, I didn't I didn't uh, dive any deeper than whatever album was on this roadmap. So, uh, this is an album of theirs called Distressor from 2012. I'm gonna play a couple songs from it. Uh, the first one I'm gonna play is called Blue. great uh drum drum change there like that that uh, that's a classic move man yeah i like that stuff yeah i like it um so that's a little more grungy almost yeah a little bit maybe the tone of the guitar uh you know that's about it really but yeah i mean that's the thing like what well, when did this come out uh 2012 2012 okay i think the reason that the guitar tone can sometimes like flirt with grunge grunge guitar tones is because the origin of this is the same time that grunge hit you know you're talking about shoegaze yeah i'm saying like there i think the reason sometimes that shoegaze might sound grungy is because both really kind of started at the same time yeah so like if you're going to be a shoegaze band and you were influenced by those early shoegaze bands in the 90s there's a lot of crossover like we we're saying with grunge yeah, chances are you're you're probably into grunge too. yeah without a doubt so with the music that we've heard so far, Trevin, and you've been diving into Doomgaze, 
uh, are you still feeling, are you hearing differences still or are these starting to get more oh, yeah. and more? Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I'm saying, uh, are you asking if Dune Gaze is a whole different ball game? You were wondering if these were going to get more and more closer to Dune Gaze the heavier we got on this roadmap. Yeah, I mean, no, because the thing about Dune Gaze is that it, it incorporates the the themes lyrically sometimes of of doom metal and also like the the slowness of it that classic more, guitar sound that you showed me last week that classic doom doom metal sound yeah exactly yeah. so it goes down that route and it's a little bit more you know just like doom you know tends to deal with themes of like depression and and uh you know gloominess and stuff like that so you know thematically it's more doom metal-esque well, i'm hoping that you take me on some more fantastical journeys next week into the stoner sun <laughs> there's yeah there, there will be no crimson dragon oh, darn or magic caravan but um okay yeah we'll, we'll go on a journey dude i'll tell you this uh i found some great artists that um i'm now like a huge fan of like you know sweet one of the albums i listen to now on the daily and that's one of the more contemporary doom gaze uh artists that i found so kind of like with a lot of these artists like you know you can trace it back to you know the 90s and stuff right yeah so so i was going to play another song from were but let's just do something different let's listen to a song together for the first time right now okay let's go even farther let's get darker sadder intense let's see what happens Trev. all right so i'm gonna go i'm gonna jump one arrow from were and we're gonna play a song by a band called nothing so this is an album called guilty of everything came out in 2014 let's do track three this one's called bent nail Yeah, it's kind of more, um, I don't know, man, I wish I could put my finger on the band that I'm thinking of. But yeah, it definitely has a 90s, 90s post-punk yeah. shoegaze, um, but but still very shoegazy. Yeah, yeah, totally. I can see that. I, I don't know if it, I guess it's heavier. It's got a little bit more of a guitar. Yeah, dis distortion. Distortion's cranked. The feedback's kind of, the wall of sound isn't isn't quite there as much as... as 
classic yes. shoegaze. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, that's all I got, brother. Cool. I like it. I dig it. Um, I think this is going to... We're going to connect all these dots, Q, when we play some Doom Gaze awesome. next week. And I, I think you're going to like it, man. I think you're going to like it. Especially since you, you're not a traditional heavy metal guy. Yeah, um, man. And get, this is not, get me there. However yeah, you need is, to and, get me there, man. And I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Doom Gaze is is um, metal really at all. It's just heavy, heavy, darker, slower shoegaze. Well, as I've as I've said in the past, like I always enjoy metal when you show it to me, but I'm not seeking it out. So maybe this is the missing puzzle piece, dude. Well, like I said, there's a there's a bajillion uh subgenres of metal so there really is something for everybody i just don't know if i would put doom gaze into the metal uh well we'll see q we'll see about this do you want to do you want to say that like put doom gaze on on the shoegaze branch it's not going to be on the metal branch it's closer to the metal branch than okay anything that you played today but yeah it's at the end of the day, it's still, it's still, well, there's different flavors of it. So we'll get into it next week. <laughs> okay, cool. You know, just like with anything, there's, there's, there's going to be Doomgaze bands that are more metal than some other ones, but sure. I don't know, Q. Uh, you know, that's the thing about genres, you know. That was the, the thing we hated. They became a chore for us when back in our, New Dust music blog days. Trying to describe music, yeah. Every day, right? Doing a write up on a band and like, well, I might as well just put indie rock band because fuck if I know what this is considered, yeah. you know? Right. It just feels like you're pulling shit out of your ass when you when you try to explain the sound of a band strictly just in genres, you know? Yeah. Well, we don't write for Pitchfork Q. We're we're podcast hosts okay it's amateur hour here if we wrote for pitchfork we could just pull from that that knowledge bank that they appear to have uh at the ready you know i, w- I wonder if they have some kind of like genre book that you get as soon as you get hired you get like a pitchfork bible that yeah they hand you yeah you go read up on this you better list at least two obscure references in every article to bands that nobody heard of. And you better sharpen that pitchfork because we're brutal here. At least they used to be. They're not so bad anymore. They were for a while, man. Yeah. Part of me thinks that was intentional on their part in the beginning. In the early 2000s. And it worked. It seemed like every band that we loved, pitchfork hated. Maybe we just listened to shit bands, Q. (laughs) That's that's possible, dude. Yeah. I don't think so. (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah, man. Next week. We're going to take the doom metal and we're going to take the shoegaze and we're going to see what happens. We're going to marry them together into one ketchup bottle. Yeah. I think you're going to, I think you're going to like what, uh, what I got in store for us here, Q. I'm excited, man. Awesome. All right. Well, you can find us on Twitter at no filter podcast. Reach out to us. Tell us what you, what you like, what you don't like. Tell us what you'd like us to talk about. And we may, you know, we may give you a shout out. Tell us what songs you've been listening to. Like what's been on heavy rotation for you lately. You know, we might uh, play that as an outro on one of our What You Heard episodes or something like that, which is our our monthly mixtape episode. Uh, so we'll be doing that in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, let us know what your who your favorite shoegaze artist is. You know, if you got if you got a, a favorite doom metal band, let us know who it is. We're always looking for shoegaze more shoegaze or dream pop. If you're if you're like I don't listen to shoegaze, I listen to dream pop. I know that there's a distinct difference to me. Well, tell us what your favorite dream pop band is. Yeah, because uh, we listened to, to a ton of dream pop artists uh, in the early 20, 2010s when that back when uh, those bands were really kind of picking up and sort of a dime a dozen back then. You know, they really were, man. Yeah, yeah. but um, anyway, yeah. So hit us up on Twitter at No Filler Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network. That is the home of all things music-related. Every podcast on that network is music-centric, and there's just about a show for everybody, really. Uh, so check out. I think we're over 60 podcasts now, man. That's insane, man. Yeah. Yeah, we just keep growing and growing. Dude, when so we... Check out... You know what's crazy? I feel like we had like 25 or 30 when we joined. 
Yeah. And that was it's only it's a couple a year years ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, check out pantheonpodcast.com. You'll find plenty of other great podcasts to listen to, all music related. And that's that. And as always, thank you to Pantheon sponsor AKG for supporting the show. Next week, we'll be coming at you with some doom gaze. So until next week, thank you as always for listening. My name is Quentin. My name is Travis. Y'all take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.